Welcome to Meet Me in the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II, hanging out with Dudley Do-Right. Dudley Do-Right over there at uh, camera number one. We appreciate I'm you, Dudley. I'm a Canadian. I am from the great, well, I am from the north of Cleveland County. That's right. Bellwood. You're the Canadian part of Cleveland north, County. But northern that's, Cleveland. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, Greg Tillman over there upside camera one. We appreciate him. And uh, if really? you missed last week's show, well, you missed a special guest, uh, Nikki Bliss Carroll. As you can see, she is back. No, she's not. She didn't make it this week. Um, she learned her lesson last week. She learned week. her lesson last week. She, had to, she, she wasn't quite prepared uh, this week for the, for the big, this is our big year-end special, really, where we talk about some of the best, or is it the beginning of the year? I don't know what A little time, bit of both. A little bit of both, but this is when we, we look. We straddle years this we week. We look back at the best of 2018. Yep. And uh, Tim Foster uh, gave us his list, and we threw those away. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really am sorry. I gave them. Oh, you still got some of that food. You still got some of the food left. That is awesome. It's it smelling really wasn't nice. Tim's fault. I should have stressed, you know, G through R, you know, <laughs> rating. So that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but that food, uh, I'm sorry, I did not get any last week. I promise, I'll get it after this show. I'll get some of it. He turns it upside down, and it's there's like nothing moving on it. Is it like it's, a saran wrap commercial? It's or something. That's crazy. You know, I haven't felt that this year was stellar nothing knocked me out you know, i was the least excited about the summer releases this year yeah and any time in recent memory you know i i enjoyed some films yeah. and uh i mean i've got i've got plenty of things on my list to talk about but it, when i look back at it i, I don't feel that it's going to be a year that i'm going to remember tons of stuff say for maybe five films uh in recent years you know i've looked at them like man i don't want this year to end because there's so many good things going out now the uh, box office still doing incredibly well and if you look at the the year-end box office if you're a superhero film yeah. if you're a disney film if you're a family film it's been a good year it's been a good year and that's always the case uh disney uh, really has owned this year uh as they have the past few years and uh, you look at the now that they own marvel and they own, own the star wars universe and and disney itself uh, it, it, it does well. And so we're not going to look at box office here. What we're going to do is look at some of my favorites of the year in different categories, just like we did last year. And if you want to chime in with some of yours, do so. And if you don't, then you can just kind of nod and look pretty, which is what you like to do. So Well, um, I can nod better than I can look pretty. <laughs> um, well, but I've seen about half of these, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Well, the, the first film of the list, this goes back to early in the year but still one of my favorites the year. A big surprise film. This is my best horror suspense film, A Quiet Place. John Krasinski, Emily Blunt yeah, uh, in this film. Um, wonderful story, a different kind of story, and uh, a different kind of horror film. I mean, this was almost a silent film. I mean, 90% of it was in silence. Just a fascinating movie, and a movie I'm glad I saw. Did you see A Quiet oh, Place? I saw it. I saw it. I still have scars on my arm from where my wife Carol grabbed me. It was, uh, and I like horror movies like that. I'm, I'm not big into slasher films. I don't care for a lot of blood and gore. Uh, but that was as much of a, Hitchcock could have made that oh, film. Oh, absolutely. That was a suspense film. Yeah, it really, really was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, from the, from the opening, opening shots, 
you're drawn in. Oh yeah. And you see this desolate street and you see this signal light and you're like, what is going on? And then you have this grocery store scene and you can tell something's not quite right. Yeah. And it, it just reels you in from the start. And Who would have thought Jim from The Office had absolutely, that Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But Krasinski has got uh, an incredible career. And it's been a good year for him. Uh, he did a, a, a really a great series um, on Amazon. Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. And if you haven't seen that series and you like spy action mm -hmm. films uh, or, or TV shows, check it out. And yeah. I, I think the Jack Ryan character is perfect um, to be able to have as a, a TV series. Right. I, I really do. And I've always thought James Bond, would be, you can make a, a good TV it series would. out of James yeah. Bond, too. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, A Quiet Place on my list for Best Horror Suspense Film for 2018. And the sequel's um, coming, right? A sequel is coming. Yep. And I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering, is it going to be a prequel? You know, what's it going to be? I, I, That's a good question. Because what this what this movie had going for it was the creativity and the uniqueness of it and now that you kind of know what the gimmick is from calling a gimmick maybe an origin story maybe an origin story we'll yeah. see i am legend um several years ago which was a remake of a remake um when will smith had it they were they've been yeah. working on a prequel version of that for years oh really and it's just never happening mm -hmm. you know it's development 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 and it's never happening so uh, yeah, quiet place on my list. We're doing these in alphabetical order. If you're if you're keeping tally, uh, the next one uh, was released back in September, October, I think. I just have the image of someone at home with a yeah. note. Yeah, <laughs> they're writing track. it down, man. They're writing it down. This movie, another debut from a director, um, Bradley Cooper, uh, directed, starred, produced uh, in this film called *A Star Is Born*, which was a remake. So it's my favorite remake of the year. Uh, also, uh, it's got my favorite directing debut. I've got to give it to, to Cooper for, for pulling together what he did with the talent. He had Lady Gaga in a starring role uh, as a singer, but she was pretty, pretty solid in this. Soundtrack is absolutely amazing. Uh, the uh, song Shallow is my uh, top song of the year uh, from, a, from a film. Um, and so A Star is Born is the name of that film. That's amazing that you have such a successful film that's been made three times before absolutely you know the yeah. original was made in the 30s and then you had judy garland's version in the 50s and, and then the 70s and the 70s yeah and to do it again and take it in give it new breath and yeah. life like that yeah hard to do and i think that goes back to what you and i've talked about if you've got a good story yeah every it starts generation with the story doesn't you can, it? you can bring it back every generation do yep. something new with it yep you know you really can or in the the, the sense of spider-man you know, you can do it about every five years, do it every three years. Yeah, that's, that's a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, a big surprise for me this year uh, is also my, uh, my, my best surprise and best stylistic film. It's a film that's told, being told in chapters. Uh, it's called Bad Times at the El Royale. A very creative film. It's a, a film that, that has, uh, has gangsters. It has uh, um, a... Uh, has, Former Heist, it has a, a lounge singer. Uh, it has Thor as some crazed cult leader. I mean, it's got everything. I really want to see this. It has got everything that's different and crazy about filmmaking and storytelling. Um, and it was shot beautifully by Seamus McGarvey, who uh, had an interview with just uh, earlier, yeah. uh, earlier this year. And a, a really beautiful stylistic film. Last year, Baby Driver 
got my, I was looking at my list from last year, and Baby mm -hmm. Driver got it for last year. Bad Times of the El Royale got it this year. It's just uh, stylistically really, really impressive. Uh, and the storytelling technique is pretty, pretty cool as well. Isn't John Hamm's in that? Right? John Hamm's in that. Uh, Chris is Hemsworth is in that. Jeff Bridges is yeah. in that. Um, kind of an all-star cast. It's got an all-star yeah. cast, and and you're seeing the story unfold through the different chapters of the different characters, and it's really, really brilliant storytelling. And so and you see one character's version of what happens, then kind of a reset, and another. Yeah, well, not necessarily reset, but you see them kind of overlapping. You see, see. some of them coming together, but uh, but yeah, the storytelling is amazing on this, and not enough people saw it. Yeah. Uh, but highly recommend uh, that. Bad times at the El Royale. Now, my favorite superhero film of the year goes back to February. The Black Panther, um, the, you know, one of the top films of the year worldwide, and uh, a solid film on a lot of different levels. Uh, you know, a superhero, you know, Stan Lee was ahead of his time in introducing um, the world to characters and stories that took a page out of, the, out of whatever political movement was going on right. and whatever civil strife was going on. And that didn't really happen, I don't think, until until Stan Lee said, "Yeah, you know, we've got to we've got to really do some things different with stories." And uh, the Black Panther was one of those. And it it you know took place. You you saw this character uh, being launched in the civil rights movement, and um, and and others uh, that happened during that. But the Black Panther movie, uh, absolutely amazing. Oh, ton of fun. Abs and, and it ties into the entire. Um, the MCU and uh, man, the MCU just keeps going strong, yeah. and uh, it's been a good year for they Marvel. Haven't stumbled badly yet, I don't think. No, you? not with the MCU. Ant Man Two was weak. I yeah, thought. I, th I thought so too. But it that wasn't one. bad. No, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Compared to the others, you know, not not yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but Black Panther, my uh, favorite uh, superhero film of the year. And my best throwback film. Uh, I'm gonna give you a couple. Bohemian Rhapsody because it takes me back to working at Camelot Music in the <laughs> 80s uh, when MTV was king and, mm. uh, and all of these things that were going on with music videos and, and rock and roll music and how they merged with, with visuals. Bohemian Rhapsody, the story of Queen and, and Freddie Mercury was really, really fascinating to me to watch because of those memories uh, that I had. Uh, and also Ready Player One because of childhood memories right. as well. And when Nikki was here, she was talking about Ready Player One. I'm like, yeah, I've got to add that to my list. Both of those movies for really kind of the same reasons yeah. um, because they take me back to kind of my teen years. Was Ready Player One a big hit though? I mean, you know, Spielberg, it, great reviews. It was a hit, film, it was a hit, but, but not, not a monster, Not a right? blockbuster, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a hit. But, but, uh, but anyway, Ready Player One, uh, really interesting movie. Uh, so uh, I would highly recommend both of those films. This next one is one that you loved. Loved it. And uh, it's a movie that uh, just makes my eyeball sweat. Yeah. Um, it just, it's touching. And uh, it also did not get enough people watching it. What's the name of the movie? Uh, Christopher Robin. Yeah. 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 It takes you back to Pooh. Yeah. Corner. It, yeah. <laughs> and the Hundred Acre Wood. Yeah, you got to make sure you're talking about the right Pooh. Yeah, well, there. yeah. But, but you watched this with your daughter, is that right? My daughter and my wife, and we all three. I'm mad enough to admit it. We all cried through yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Especially the, the scenes with Pooh. Yeah. I mean, it's such a sweet character. You can't even really make fun of Pooh in good conscience. It's just such a lovable creation. And uh, there was such a tenderness to it. Yeah. To him and to 
the relationship with the adult Christopher Robin. Yeah. Um, some of it was kind of derivative, yeah. some of the action pieces, but the core of it was just sweet, as sweet as you'd want it to be. Yeah, I, I agree. I hoped it would be. And I think the, you know, the story, even though the, we've, we've, we've seen that kind of story time and time again of someone who grows up and kind of forgets. Well, the first thing you think of is Hook. Yeah, hook. hook. Well, even yeah. uh, Mary Poppins Returns, there's mm. there's an element of that as well. Oh, yeah, with the kids. But you know, to me, when formulas don't bother me, formulas really don't bother me. I mean, that's that's why people keep coming back to stories. I mean, formulas are there. I mean, you look at you know probably only a, a dozen or so actual stories, original stories, yeah, original stories that are out there. But if you can tell it in a way that's compelling and that's touching and that's engaging. Uh, and make the story feel unique. Right, that's the key. Then that's the key. And Christopher Robin found a way to do it, and, and that was done through acting. It was done through the, the the CGI that looked like live action. Well, the voice characterizations. The voice characters. I mean, all of that really did work, and just absolutely loved that film. Mm -hmm. And again, I wish more people saw it. Yeah, I and really, it's on really video. And it is. I'm yeah, sure. you can you can yeah. check that out for Christopher Robin. Uh, the my, my favorite film that made my eyeballs sweat. Mm -hmm. for the year. What do you think of that, Tim? Did your eyeball sweat when you watched that? No, you never saw it. You don't even know who Christopher Robin is, do you? You do? Yeah. Yeah, he played football for Crest High School back in 1985, I think, right? Yeah. Oh, baseball. It was baseball. Yeah, okay. All right, baseball. Well, we're going to take a break right here on the 2018 uh, Monster Movie Mash edition. No, wait a minute. That's what? a different show. That's a different show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Meet Me in the Movies 2018 Best Of Sure. You're, according to you. According yeah. to me. Yeah. These are some of my favorites. They're not necessarily good or bad, but they're my favorites, right? And most of them are pretty good. Most of them are pretty good. Okay, yeah. well, there you go. I've got endorsement from Greg Tillman over there beside but, Camera One. Yeah, yeah, they know. I don't know. What more, what more can I ask for? Nothing. So we're going to take an intermission right here. Uh, go, uh, you know, keep your tally if you're keeping your list like I am. <laughs> uh, make that list. We are up to the letter E. E as an elephant from Christopher Robin. What was the elephant's name in um, Christopher Robin? Eeyore. No, that was... No, that was... That <laughs> <laughs> was a donkey. It was a donkey. It was a heffalump. Oh, heffalump. Okay. He didn't have That's elephant. on Sesame Street, isn't it? No, okay. We're going to take a break. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. They're going to put me in the movies. They're going to make a big star out of me. Every day is different. You have the ability to forge your own path. The industry's wide open. You've always got job security. And also write your own paycheck. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Hi, I'm Jackie Sibley Newton, and I'm the host of Experience Cleveland County, a show all about the Cleveland County Chamber and our community partners. It's a great place to find out about all the things there are to see and do in Cleveland County, as well as things about new industry and new businesses. Maybe you'll learn something you didn't know about your own backyard. We're seen every other week on C19. This is a broadcast service of Cleveland Community College on Spectrum Cable. But you can also view it online at c19.tv. Arsenic, cadmium, fluorine, formaldehyde, 
rubidium, lithium. Do yourself a favor and don't image search for exploding e-cigarettes. What you don't know about e-cigarettes can hurt you. Are you ready to take all this in? Someone once said that without music, life would be a mistake. And that's how we feel here on Face the Music. Hi, I'm Summer Castle Kiever, and I'd love for you to join me each month on our new program, Face the Music, which airs on C19 TV and C19.TV. Each month, we'll highlight the talents, personalities, and stories behind some of the area's most gifted singers, songwriters, and musicians. It's going to be a lot of fun, so join me each month for a new edition of Face the Music right here on C19. They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out of me. Welcome back to Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II. That is Greg Tillman over there beside camera one. Uh, back uh, behind uh, the, uh, the booth in the, uh, the sealed room, the bulletproof glass, uh, the mission control. That's Tim Foster. Yeah, the glass. Yeah, well, I know people have been trying, but uh, it's, it's doing pretty well. I see this axe handle that's been, uh, axe that's been kind of going after the window, but I can't see any scratches or anything. That's pretty good stuff. It's really a rubber room. Yeah, <laughs> the walls, <laughs> bouncing off the walls. Uh, we are talking of uh, some of my favorites of the year, and, and Greg's chiming in with some of these he's seen. Yeah. You, if you have any favorites that you want to throw out, please do so. Um, We're getting to it. Okay, good. My, right. my favorite film of the year. Of course, you've seen a ton more than I have, but okay. my favorite film of the year is coming up. Okay. Uh, best coming-of-age film. This was a movie that was kind of a sleeper uh, back in the uh, late summer. Um, Christian Jessup absolutely loved this film when Christian was, uh, was on the show. Mm -hmm. Was it summer? Uh, spring, maybe, maybe spring. Okay, eighth grade is yeah. the name of the movie, and it's a coming-of-age story that's um, really a fascinating journey. Um, it was uh, PG. It was rated R, and um, there were a couple things they could have changed to have really hit their audience better. And I think that was part of the problem with the movie. Right. Really, the only problem I saw was that you know if you'd hit a better audience, you could have taken it to a PG-13. The rating shut out the audience. It, it was did. made for. Absolutely, but it's still a movie worth seeing. And if you haven't seen Eighth Grade, um, you know, looking at coming of age through uh, an eighth grade female and all that goes along with that, really fascinating and great acting and and great storytelling as well. So Eighth Grade. Uh, on my list. Uh, my best comedy, my favorite comedy of, the, comedy of the year, it was really a tie uh, between the movie Tag and the movie Game Night. And uh, I let my wife break the tie and Beth said Game Night. I said, okay. I, I would I'm, agree I'm, with Beth. I'm going to mention both of them, yeah. but, but Game Night was just so much fun. I laughed from start to finish. And, yeah. it, and it kept you guessing. Yep. You talk about formulas a minute ago. I guess it had a formula, but it had enough twists to throw you off a little bit. Well, it was bit. a mystery. To the end. Yeah, it, it was. It was a mystery comedy. But it had big laughs, and you had great chemistry between Justin Bateman and Rachel McAdams. Uh, Rachel McAdams. They were great together. I hope yeah. they do more together. Yeah, Kyle Chandler was in this as yeah. well. Yeah, And um, And, wow, just uh, just a lot of fun. Who's the creepy neighbor who's in Vice? Oh, gosh. I, I, I can't think of I his name. I can't think of the guy's name, but yeah. he, was, he was hilarious. Yeah, he was great. And uh, it's a movie that you want to watch all the way through the credits because you, you get oh, to yeah. see just how much fun that was and that the whole credit scene was a story in itself. Yeah. 
and uh, loved Game Night, and so highly recommend that if you just want a, a fun, uh, fun film, a, a fun date night movie. Yeah, Game Justin night. Bateman's he's comedy gold anyway. He, he always has been. I've always liked him. Yeah, he, had, he when he was a teenager, he had a series on NBC called. Uh, I can't remember, but I have it on DVD. I, right. I found it. It was around online. the same time as Growing Pains. And yeah, but it was funny. I mean, it had yeah. a, it had a dark edge to it. It was only on a year or so, but it was it was well. They retooled it to make it lighter, like Growing Pains, about halfway through. So you really have about eight or nine good episodes. It's your move. That's the name. Is of it. Is that what it's called? It's called It's Your Move. And, okay. And he, uh, it co-starred the guy who was the original neighbor of Al Bundy's on Married with Children. The guy um, who was the original neighbor. He's the dude playing the dude, yeah, acting like yeah, the dude. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Find the first eight episodes. It's hilarious. Okay. And yeah. what's it called? Uh, it's Your Move. It's Your Move. In the NBC, 1985 or something okay. like that. Yeah, it's with Your Move with Jason Justin, Bateman. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. His sister was Justine, Justine Bateman, Bateman on Family Ties. Okay. And who was the crazy neighbor that you couldn't remember? I can't remember the character's name. Okay. It was Marcy's husband. <laughs> right. And after he left the series... He was her ex-husband. This was before that. This is probably what got him a job. But you're talking about married with children. children. I'm talking about married with children. <laughs> yeah, he was the, he was uh, co-starred with Jason Bateman on, on Married with Children. No, and it's your move. <laughs> and after that got the can, right? Canned. Was, <laughs> Tim's going what? what? It was. Did your mic move? <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. I moved it. Yeah. It's come to life. I thought it was it's like a, else. It's like a lost hair from it's my like chest. you got a tracheotomy. Kind of, it is kind of freaky. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. All right. So anyway, if you anyway. Google, Google Jason Bateman TV or, shows. Or Marcy's ex-husband. <laughs> That's right. All right. Hotel Artemis. Yeah. Uh, also on my list. This is my favorite film that nobody remembers. Uh, also another stylistic, really interesting film here. Uh, my son Thomas, uh, he loved this. Uh, it's it's a, it takes place somewhere in the, in the not too distant future. There is this hotel for criminals, and uh, Jodie Foster is in this, and and she is this nurse that kind of runs this, this hotel, uh, and uh, it's just a, it's it's an interesting crime-driven film with a lot of secrets of its own. You know, we'd go back and I talked about Bad Times of the El Royale. These two movies would be good double features right. to watch back to back. But really just enjoyed this movie for, for the creativity and the uniqueness of it. Right. And so Hotel Artemis, um, in, uh, you can get that now on DVD. Is it anywhere, anything like the, uh, the Hotel for Criminals reminds me of John Wick. John Wick. Yeah, because it was a kind of a safe house yeah, 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 yeah. they could go to. Yeah, there's, there's some connections to that. Okay. I mean, not, right. not within the storyline, but yeah, I can see the right. similarities. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but Hotel Artemis, highly recommended. It is rated, uh, it is rated R, so it's a violent film, a lot of language, uh, but a very interesting, interesting story uh, to watch. And also Jodie Foster's character, um, you see her carrying a lot of, uh, of guilt and anguish and you're not sure why and that plays out really interesting throughout the film so her character has this amazing character arc uh, that's worth watching if nothing else did she direct this no i don't think she did um i could be wrong and if i am um hey just email me at info at c19.tv and let me know but she starred in it I do know that, yeah. and um, she was showing her age on that. Well, we know our audience is taking notes. They are. The They're taking notes, and if you're if you're ready, we're up to H, and we're not going to get much beyond that because we're Ooh. at 26 minutes. But Hurricane Heist is my fa favorite guilty pleasure. 
you and I both love disaster films. Yeah. Um, yours is probably Skyscraper. I don't know. I'm torn. I'm conflicted. I, I thought Skyscraper was big, dumb fun. Yeah. But Hurricane Heist was, too. Yeah. Hurricane Heist cost a lot less money to it make. Really it really looked just as good, really. Yeah, it was. I thought it was a lot of fun. I did, too. Yeah. I did, too. I mean, you knew what you were going in for, yeah. and it didn't matter. And that's okay. If you know what you're going to get, and that's what yeah. you want, and they deliver the goods, yeah. it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, favorite family film of the year? I, I reviewed this um, just a few weeks ago or Last a week, week. ago. Um, Mary Poppins Returns. Um, love this movie on so many different levels, and if you're just looking for... For family fun, uh, this one got it for me, and this is my favorite family film of the year. Favorite action film of the year, hard to believe that Mission Impossible has been going on since 96, I guess. 22 and years. 22 years on film. Yeah. And before that, it goes back to the oh, 60s yeah, 60, on TV. Uh, mid to late 60s, yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a franchise that's been around for 50 years uh, in some form or fashion. At least, yeah. And uh, it's getting better and better and better on film. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout with the same lead on film, Tom Cruise, every single time. It's amazing. And he's, you know, approaching, he's the latter half of his 50s. Yeah. And he still, he's, my age. he's still an action star. It's, he's it's, my age, it's really yeah. amazing. And you were doing all the stunts uh, for him on that. Yeah, we so look a lot alike. You really do. You really do. Uh, you were the body double um, for all those, all those scenes where he took his shirt off. Uh, the best foreign language film of the year goes to Roma. The Alfonso Cuaron film um, that's on a lot of people's best of list, and not just a best of foreign language list, but a best of list of the year. Um, the movie is available on Netflix, and it's a very slow-moving story, but is a story worth watching uh, if you're willing to give it the time. So Roma is my best foreign language film. Uh, my favorite box office disappointment of the year goes to Solo, uh, a Star Wars story. You liked it a lot. I loved it. And Thomas, I liked it. Thomas and I still were talking about this movie, and we just wish that, that it got more love. And I thought it was a great origin story for Han, for Han Solo. Um, but it was so disappointing, it killed all the other origin stories. They it had did. Land, right? It sure Noble did, yeah. yeah it, did not, it did not do what they had hoped for yeah. in, in the money-making world. So Solo, a Star Wars story, my favorite box office disappointment. And the main reason I'm wearing this shirt is my favorite animated film of the year goes to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I uh, loved that movie uh, on every single level, and uh, the next one on my list is my best political film and my best transformational film of a character. Vice. Vice. Uh, Dick Cheney. Would you agree that that's uh, worthy? Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 Incredible um, performance. Final movie on my list. Uh, my favorite film of the year. Favorite film of the year. Yeah. What is it? Uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, yeah. the documentary on Mr. Rogers. Yeah. I, uh, when I voted in the Critics' Choice Awards, um, we get to choose kind of... Um, five best films this was one of my five best films but it didn't make it because it, it wasn't eligible because it was a documentary mm -hmm. but it is one of my top five films period of the year yeah. as well won't you be my amazing neighbor? it's got everything that a good film should have yep so there you have it we got through the list right here on the uh, meet me at the movies 2018 faves of the year uh tim i appreciate you uh hanging out with us for another year here on mission control with back in the tim cam Did you're you awesome choice? uh well bill harrelson no 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 choice no choice <laughs> no choice uh and, and greg it's always fun to hang out with you man do but, i have a choice um i don't know i don't know i don't I know to, but, but i need to think about that in the new year think about that and uh we do appreciate all of our special guests that we've had during the year as well who have uh, set yeah. 
right here in seat number two, beside camera number two. Uh, no, 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 that's our studio audience. We appreciate our studio audience as well. Uh, they, they look as uh, exciting as always. We will leave you with a movie quote. Uh, this comes from one of the uh, best films ever made from Battlefield Earth. Uh, <laughs> this quote, you know, while you were still learning how to spell your name, I was being trained to conquer galaxies. Till next time, I hope you guys have a great new year. Uh, I'm Noel T. Man of the Second. That's Greg Tillman, Tim Foster, and for all of us here right at C19 TV's Meet Me in the Movies, that's a wrap. Have a great